Hello there, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with Slenderella, and we are actually in Austin, all three of us, <laughs> myself and your two co-hosts, Baldo at Tex-Mex Yogi and Nurse Doza. And this is a fun episode. We're kicking off episode 101 and we have some really good reflections in this episode and a special announcement. But before I get into that... The How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. So our special announcement on episode 101 is about the upcoming health and wealth pop-up retreat that Slenderella is hosting at Align this Saturday, January 25th. And yes, this episode is dropping a day before that event, but even if you are listening to this after the event, we have another exciting announcement at the end of the episode. So um, this, this episode basically focuses on what to expect from this weekend. And again, if you're listening to this after the weekend happens, it's still a really good insight as to what will be discussed at the event and why we designed the event as such and all sorts of cool little tangents and side stories but I promise we stay mostly on track <laughs> the boys let me moderate this one so I think you're really going to get some good value out of it regardless of when you're listening to this but that being said you're really going to like this episode there is no guest on here today it is just myself Baldo and John. So without further ado, here is episode 101 of the How Do You Health podcast. All right. Oh my goodness. I was like, oh, we are? Oh, now we are. Yeah, I said something in y'all's drink. Oh no. 
Hi, Hi everyone. Do you, you want to do the intro or do you want me to do the intro? Uh, hi, welcome to the Howdy Health Podcast. We're here at uh, goofing off at the office. We're finally back, Allison and yep. John. You kind of took a small little break as well, too. You know, this is, this is episode 101. This is episode Shut 101. up, really? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's fitting. Yeah. yeah. We uh, Actually, I was just looking. We Dalmatian stuff. We, post, <laughs> we posted our first one that we did back uh, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was over at Yoga Vida. Yeah. And it was sitting in these chairs, and you were sitting over there. Was it with... Uh... Nope. It, we, was, it was just us. the it was two of you. Yeah. It was us three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. us three. Was so, that, so that was officially two years ago. Yeah. So oh, 100 man. episodes ago, us three were doing the episode together. Oh, my gosh. So it's only fitting. Yeah, That's right? amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And then we shot... The hundredth. Was in Barcelona. We shot it in Barcelona. Or where were we? We were in Barcelona. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it was the night before Alex left. Oh, that's yeah. Right. So I wasn't there for that one, obviously. No, no. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure it'll be good. It's it's already dropped. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, where am I at? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our episodes, John. Sorry, just, <laughs> just over here trying to run a clinic and captured. All that. Yeah. Well, we're also trying to plan an event. Uh, Which is what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. So, so Baldo and I are gonna be like passing back and forth i think a little bit of the moderation of this episode yes um, since it's the three of us it's Lucy we Gacy. will say uh allison is the head moderator on cool. today's podcast yeah listen to me um <laughs> <Yeah>. but uh <laughs> so yeah i guess uh for the people watching uh if you are listening on friday january 24th <laughs> or the morning of saturday january 25th uh we have a pop-up happening at align austin on the 25th from 9 a.m to 3 30 p.m and I kind of wanted to talk about that. But even if you're listening after those dates, I think this is a really important episode because our panels are covering some really heavy subjects yeah. that we care about at the clinic. So I wanted to dive into those a little bit. And for those of you who are listening before the event happens, we wanted to say, come check it out. It's a free event and the people at Align are cool. Our speakers are going to be great. There's a huge variety and there's going to be something for everyone. So Yeah. And I think the important part of this episode, regardless of when you're listening to it, is the reasons why we chose the subjects that we chose for this pop-up retreat, right. which would then lead to a much larger scale retreat uh, that we're very excited about. And we'll and, talk about that too. And we'll talk about that too. Yeah. So Sweet. I guess I kind of already gave the info on Saturday if you're listening to this before then. Um, but yeah, we decided to do a one day retreat, call it a retreat, even though, you know, most of the attendees I'm sure are from Austin. I know we have some people coming in from out of town, but one day is very manageable. You know, if you wanted to come in from out of town and see it, like you can go to the event Saturday and then stay and explore on Sunday, you know, kind of kind of good little bite size thing there. Um, we have wonderful sponsors and speakers and exhibitors who are willing to make this a free event for everyone. Um, so that's really cool. But um, um, yeah, we're having I'll, I'll say one thing like the part of the reason that we're calling it a one day like pop up retreat is because it's it's different than like a market or like an event where like people come and go mm-hmm. and just like, oh, let me shop and like, let me get out of here or like, hey, let me say hi to a few people. Now, people are welcome to do that. It's come not in, an expo, though. Come in and go and whenever they want. But it's also designed where like if you wanted to be there since the beginning all the way to the end, you're going to there's going to be a lot for you to take in. You're like going to you learn a lot. You can really day. retreat into this little part mm-hmm. and take all of it in if you really wanted to. 
and uh, and I think that there's going to be quite a few people that will do that actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way we've structured the day, so um, we have three panels, which are going to be subjects that we discuss on this episode today. We have three plant panels. If you want to stay for lunch, there's going to be an MSW lounge style lunch and learn. That's a collaboration between Nurse Doza and Zach from Live a Great Story. And then uh, we have a keynote speaker who's going to be talking about designing your life the way you want it. And then um, we have pop out like breakout sessions with smaller, smaller groups. But it's kind of a more hands on thing where you get to hang out with the speaker. And we have experts from psychedelics to storytelling to spirituality to, you know, all those crazy things, video making. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit a little bit for everyone. Um, I'm going I'm to give a quick shout out to Amy because she's our she's our keynote speaker. Yeah. And, uh, um, for those of you who haven't or forget or haven't been following, I grew up in the Cutco world and Amy was like one of my mentors, like slash like motivation. Like I mean, she was one of the people that would come all the way to El Paso and have like lunch with me and this is like this is what we're doing this is why you're doing these things and be like i'm doing them because she's awesome. very highly motivated what's really cool about her is that she's really engaging and mm. so even though she can give a speech it's almost going to feel like a workshop in itself sometimes just because she's like she wants people to you know whenever you hear a good speaker like you get that and so, right. so it's cool it'll, it'll be cool for her to bring it i didn't know that was yeah. the backstory that's really awesome yeah. Um, so I guess uh, let's talk about the panels and like why you guys decided to pick them. I know they're all dear, dear subjects to our hearts, but uh, I'll give an overview and then we'll dive into each one. So panel one is going to be the business of wellness. We brought together a bunch of wellness business owners uh, with successful companies from around Austin and maybe around the world um, uh, who are going to come together and talk about that. We then have uh, what's the second one? Food it's, is more than food medicine. is more than medicine. So we have a lot of restaurant owners and farmers on that one, uh, nutritionists, and then the last one is the future of medicine, healthcare. which is healthcare. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so again, that one's a full a full board of practitioners um, who are most part, who right? are. Is anyone not a practitioner on that? Is there Mark. okay? Mark. So there's oh, one non. Yeah. There's a reason why yes, he's on yes, there. Yes, yeah, he's a pharmacist. No, 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 no he's no. not the pharmacist. So, Let's the, talk about that one first. Okay, yeah. so yeah, panel, panel three. <laughs> we'll start backwards. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Panel so, three: the future of healthcare. So we're involved in. It's only fitting we're involved in this Slenderella event because every aspect of it has been, um, I guess, a part of who we are and what we what we do to make this company what it is. And so, like. Everything that Cinderella symbolizes is liver detox, but it's health and wellness at its finest. And so being in the healthcare field, you have a vast array of different practitioners and clinicians that are involved. And the panel for the future of healthcare was strategically put together to look at all the avenues of where medicine and healthcare and wellness is taking. I will be the, the moderator for that. And I'm, I was so involved today. I said, I feel like it's, like all the panels and the breakouts are all, like just talking with our friends. So yeah. like me going up there and asking questions to a panel full of our friends is pretty pretty special. We have Mark who is uh, Mark Garza. He is the founder of Flatwater Foundation. It is right. a wonderful nonprofit here in Austin. And if you ask anyone, there's more like nonprofits per capita that in Austin than anywhere else in the world. And in it was the 10th year last year I think right and they raised a million dollars and the money goes towards therapies counseling mental wellness services for family members who have a loved one going through chemo mm -hmm. so Mark went through that with a loved one and saw what it was like and the burden it was 
placed on him and his family and they needed an outlet to talk about it so he created this foundation it's i mean some people are on the board for foundations this guy like this is his full-time gig he went to brown he's a very intelligent guy known for a long time and he is on a crusade just like the rest of us and his Mm -hmm. crusade is to bring awareness to mental wellness and the need for a continuous support for anyone's involved with someone who's going through sickness it's support for the supporters exactly yeah which we don't think about a lot yeah yeah i think that that's a very special thing right because it's like there's always so much money being thrown at at people that are going through right. the things right which is important in itself too but then we forget about their family members. yeah right? i mean it's, it's so easy to like you know i don't i hate to i don't it's hard to put it in any rational way but it's like you we always think about the people going through the things right but uh you know just family suffer just as much just because yeah. they're having to deal with well it's that, interesting right? i mean we, my family doesn't talk about it you guys know my dad went through um he had a multiple myeloma a couple years ago which is blood cancer of the white blood cells so it affects the blood and the bone marrow a pretty dangerous form of cancer we were lucky he got out of it um but it was very interesting and this is partially my dad's personality type too but when i found out about flatwater i thought that was just super cool because i saw how stressed my mom was all the time and it was kind of just like this negative feedback loop of like if my dad had just been alone like if he didn't have a family and he was diagnosed with this illness he'd be like all right i'm dealing with it like that's cool but i could tell his source of stress was the fact that my mom was so upset so he like he was like i'm glad that i'm the one who got the disease because if i was in your mom's position like if she had the disease and i was dealing with it i wouldn't be able to handle it And so it was like, I can see how counseling for the support system also allows them to be a good positive support system and not necessarily show how upset they are to the person who's sick because the person who's sick already feels super bad about it and they don't want to see that they're stressing out their loved ones who are trying to help them. So that little anecdote is just to say, like, when I found out about that, it just clicked in my head of, oh my gosh, why, why didn't more people think of this? So it's really cool that he's found that way to impact the cancer what's well, it's, it's an important arm of healthcare, right because mm-hmm. a lot of the healthcare now is like well it's all insurance based in the first place but it's just like if you're not sick then there's no way to take care of you yeah and this is like that's already the wrong approach to take to, to approach healthcare in, in general which is our one of our missions is to change healthcare, mm-hmm. which is i think why it's important to throw events like these to make people aware that that's not the only way to do things Right, there's so right. many different ways to do that, and, and to inspire people because once they're open to that, then it's like, okay, well, what else? How can I provide some of that? How can I be a part of that, and not just be forced to like, hopefully, you know, get help if I get sick. That's a really good quote. If you're not sick, we can't help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks, but it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's why so many people started calling it sick care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and so that's why I think it's important because. Mark's on there. He's the only non-practitioner. There's a pharmacist, mm-hmm. and there's three physicians. Okay, I represent nurse practitioners and chiropractors, and so and there's yeah, it's three different. It's three physicians with very different specialties. Yes. So so the the physicians there's an internal medicine doctor who gave up traditional medicine and went basically naturopath and went natural medicine. Uh, there's a ketamine physician mm-hmm. who does ketamine IVs for PTSD. So With Aluma Clinic. Yeah, and, and Dr. Aldorf is a good friend as well, and they've been open now for, I think, about a year and a half, mm-hmm. and they've done thousands of ketamine IVs. And to hear, because they're at the very beginning, 
Like yeah. they're very, this is a very new concept for a lot of people. And so there's a lot of people who are kind of waiting to see what's going on with it. He jumped full into it. And there's a fellowship for ketamine physicians. He's a part of it. So he's full on into this world of saying, I think this is a new approach to helping heal mental wellness issues. So I love his take on it. And I'd love to hear what he's seen in this year and a half. And then uh, Tom Schnorr, good friend of ours, compounding pharmacist from Austin Compounding Pharmacy from down the road. Um, this is probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met when it comes to just medicine, healthcare. Uh, he knows. He's like a walking. Oh, this sounds he, yeah. this sounds goofy because I haven't met him in person. Is he like really positive? Oh yeah. Because just like looking at his pictures, like he's when a, I was making the social him. media stuff about him. him, he seemed just very happy. That's him. That's him. And it's it's incredible because whenever we sit down and talk, awesome parties. Whenever we sit down and talk to Important. these people, we. I love talking to them. I can't get enough of talking like to these people that are going to be on this panel. Tom's one of them. I can go walk into his pharmacy and say hello. He comes from behind the counter. For Christmas, he had a Christmas hat on, one of those Santa hats on. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> and, and, and we sat there and talked for 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. And I was thankful enough to do it. And we talked about all kinds, of, which he's going to talk about here. And Tom's a very much an outspoken guy, but he backs up everything he says because this guy, he – the outside thinker he is, he used to do vitamin C IVs for cancer and AIDS patients back in the 80s. Wow. Like before it was even a thing. Yeah, before yeah. it was even a thing, before we started doing it. Like all the research that we got is because of him. Is because of well, him. Well, we'll tell him and he'd be like, oh yeah, I've been doing that since forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Since always. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he, Dallas Buyers Club and all that, like he was treating those people. Wow. Like that's, that's what it was. And he taught us about just how hard it was to get that approved to, from a mainstream standpoint, you know? Uh, and then the last person is, is Dr. Garrett. Uh, and he's from Dr. Met. Oh, he's from Metsy clinic. And Dr. Garrett is, um, a physician who is in family practice, but he doesn't like traditional medicine. So what he thinks is it's overpriced and he wants to basically create like a membership that anyone can afford. So for like $70 a month, he has a clinic where you can just walk in anytime you want get unlimited doctor visits, get discounts on all your labs. Wow. And, and he's really saying, I don't want to go with insurance anymore because I don't agree with it. So I'm going to, I still want to practice medicine, but I want to do it my way. Mm -hmm. So you essentially have these physicians and practitioners that have said, I like medicine, I like healthcare, but I don't agree with the approach. We're going to do it our own We're way. We're building a different Yeah, business. and then you even have Mark who basically said, I'm going to create a whole new healthcare system model for one that's not even there. Was the yeah. naturopath, is that Dr. Chavez? Well, Dr. Chavez, is, Chavez. Is, yeah, she's a physician. Cool. And she she told me at one point that she was tired of, of insurance, the mm. same deal. And so she's like, I feel like it's a stranglehold on a lot of things we have to do as doctors. And, and the only way I can practice the way I want to is if I go my own way and create my own clinic. Mm. And that's what she did. And uh, it's been a couple years. And I feel and Valerie is a very good friend of ours. Uh, we've we watched her, her grow her clinic at the same time we've, we've grown had, this one. And it's, it's been funny because she started right after we did. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and I'll make a joke of it too, when we talked about uh, on the panel with her, like she, she used to tell me how frustrated she was when we go to dinner and everything. She used to tell me how frustrated she was with medicine. And I was like, well, why don't you do something about it? And at first she was kind of like, I don't really know like what I can do. You know, what can I only do? You know, I'm one physician. I'm like, well, you can do anything you want to do. You're, it's your practice. Mm -hmm. And so when we have uh, Chavez on the, the panel, I'm going to bring up the fact that I remember her sitting there. She was telling me, I want to learn about functional medicine. Yeah. And the functional medicine that, she is practicing now was what she's been learning over the past four years at least and she 
she loves it and she makes such a huge difference and she has she she gets people better without prescribing medication yeah like yeah. that's that's unheard of right coming from a doctor yeah so so the way it's unheard of like hearing a doctor wanting to do that too oh yeah and the crazy thing is like valerie will come here to our clinic and hang out here and she she talks with everyone and people don't know she's a doctor until yeah. she like they're just like so what do you do she's like oh i'm a physician and they're like what because she doesn't say anything about anything other than health like that's yeah. what she, she views everything well, and as she health. just seems like another one of the people that comes in here that knows a lot about or that listens to a lot of podcasts or like she and speaks a like a regular because you know. she went through it yeah the whole reason she formed her clinic's called gutman yes and it's basically a gut clinic she dresses gut and digestive issues and the whole reason it went to that approach was because she has gut issues mm -hmm. and she has tried to fix her problems that she has by addressing the same thing she recommends to her clients and her patients so we practice what we preach it's the same thing like when people ask me like what vitamins do you do i'm like oh you ought to see my regimen do the stuff we do here yeah if you yeah. do the, if the truth is if you do the supplements that we do it's on a whole nother level because it's very specific and customized but that's how most people want their medicine anyway nowadays right they want their customized health care and their supplement packets and their concierge plan and their IVs customized, and they want their labs to be yeah. specialized. So she, she was the one that uh, she was looking at her gut supplement, and I kept talking about like, dude, I just love eating peanuts with like salt and lime and fucking <laughs> hot sauce, and like I just, but they don't agree with me. It's just sometimes I have to just, I don't care, just <laughs> do it because that's like my snack while I watch a movie. She's like, well, just take the the glutamine that you guys make, and then just put it like take a scoop of that before you eat them, and you'll be fine. Does it and work? I've been trying that, and it, yeah, it works every single time. But, uh, <laughs> like, means she's magic. a genius. <laughs> she <laughs> told genius. us about the, the dosage, too. Yeah. Because she goes, you know the dosage you have in your Slenderella gut? And I was like, what about it? It's four grams of glutamine. She goes, that's the right dose for um, SIBO. It's for SIBO, yeah. Like small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. And the funny thing is we're not recommending by any means. We're not making claims. We're not saying anything right there. But the thing is, in research, there are tools out there that have tested a lot of different natural things out there right. that can help benefit someone's health and so it's not saying like this cures that or it treats this no it's just saying like what glutamine is is an amino acid it's the most abundant amino acid in the body so if you give the body something that's usually it's deficient in or it needs more of could it or it's function better struggle making yeah could it could whatever. it function better that's yeah. all it's saying and so the thing is we all know that most issues arise in the gut Right, and if you don't think, if you don't know that, all disease comes from the gut. So it just makes sense that you would take care of your gut in order to take care of what other medical or or health symptoms that you have going on. Right, that's really that's the whole point of healthcare. I think the future of healthcare is basically looking at the individual and saying, what's your genes, what are your nutrients, and what's your inflammation markers telling us that how we need to adjust our treatment plan to a treat accordingly. And figuring out the new relationship between practitioners, I think, is going to be huge too. Like we're seeing Chris Kresser and Dr. Christensen kind of starting to build these networks where, like, let's say you're the physician, Nurse Doza is the physician or whatever, um, and you do, like, the lab work and the prescribing and all that stuff, but then you have a network of health coaches and personal trainers and nutritionists that support that patient far beyond just the initial, like, prescription of, hey, we should do such and such a thing. Um, I think that's, I think that's going to be a part of it as well. I think so, too. Well, what's interesting is the reason why Mark was on the actual panel is because he is not a doctor right and the idea that he's given his take on medicine is incredible because 
you have Chris Kresser and we have like Marxism, we have Ben Greenfield, we have you know people who you'll see at Paleo FX, right? Speaking of Michelle Norris in the panel on the uh, the first panel, um, you have these these Instagrammers, you have these bloggers that are just as important as these doctors now when it comes to health and wellness. And I'm fascinated with how many people will log on or post or you know scroll and they see some of their influencers that they look up to. And that's where they're getting their health information from. Yeah. They're not getting their health information from a doctor anymore. If it's a doctor, it might be like a PhD doctor. Mm -hmm. It's not a it's not a clinician, right? It's not someone who's like saying, I'm treating this directly every day in practice. It's more of somebody saying, No, this is the research that we're seeing right now and they're promoting that research into traditional medical specialties. And what they're doing is, is like, I'm seeing this research. I'm going to try it. This is how I felt. And then people just pay attention, pay attention to that. Right. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, there's all this research. This is what I'm going to give you. And then you never really see any first person. Well, other than like your doctors telling you that. Well, this is one of the things that I wanted to bring up to a, a panel full of doctors is the idea is, should we even listen to you anymore? That's a loaded question. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to phrase it that way, but the right. truth is, is that how many healthy people even go to the doctor I, anymore? I think the well, influencers that have, I'm not going to blanket statement this, but the pattern that I've seen, especially working as a copywriter for doctors, like working for you guys, working for Dr. Christensen, like being on the end of people who actually have medical degrees and who are actually practicing and seeing it work on patients we get influencers reaching out to us about what we're doing because they see that it's working at the clinics and then they want to try it. So it seems like even if people are getting a lot of their health information from influencers, the influencers are very cognizant about reaching out to an actual physician, doing what the physician prescribes and then sharing what they, what they did. So it's almost just kind of like the influencers are a middleman. Like it's still sort of coming from a physician, even if, the way you're getting the information is through this influencer. That influencer probably went to a big physician directly and did it. I get it. I and then wanted it. to help the physician by saying, hey, I have this following. Let me send you more clients to your clinic. I'll, I'll talk I, I, about the treatment that you prescribed. And I get it. And But with, with the emerging field of healthcare, there's so many new things that are coming out that a lot of them can be trends or fads, right? Right. And you have to dis distinguish between what is valid and what's not because, you know, what the last month or two, the biggest thing was nude sunbathing, right? <laughs> right? Which you, I know y'all did, Perennium right? sunning. Don't yes. point me out. Yes, yes. I saw a photo of you, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I put that on my Facebook event. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, but, but there's people who will go and do that and to say this increases my vitamin D 100 and 20 more percent than it does if I just take a pill. Um, and let's just be clear. It makes your butthole hot. That's all it does. I mean, I heard. <laughs> That's all I noticed. I saw someone post that they got sunburned down there. Yeah. And and it was really painful. And so just because someone is posting about doing it as a new thing doesn't necessarily mean it's this is the right way to do it. Because some of the sound therapies that have been around for ages are still true. Like, look at the ice bath. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. For all the technology you can get with cryotherapy. I, we love cryotherapy. I've done it all the time. It's just. You can still sit in an ice bath. Yeah, yeah. yeah for it's the poor man's crowd therapy. Yeah, for, yeah. for five bucks of, of it's ice. actually even yeah. more effective, right? Because like it's at least that's what I keep hearing. Well, the you, your body. I mean, the the water makes your body colder faster because the the temperature you know goes through the water faster well, and all that. The one thing that I'll say is that I think that the power that that the health industry has had in, in a, 
for a while now and i think the breaking point now is the power that they used to have is that it's always been very slow to adapt technology right it's always been like well you have to go through the proper channels and then approve it and i think that there that since that barrier is about to end um it's it's going to explode right because the thing about it is that with technology as consumers of you know phones and all the other technology you can never keep up as soon as you get your the new iphone like there's a new iphone coming out already right? yeah. like it's always like growing so quick but in the medical industry it can't be that way right because it's like you have to get it fda approved you have to get it this approved you gotta get it that approved you have yeah, to go through clinical trials and like but now it's gonna break those barriers where people are just trying things on their own and it's like I know this works for me because I feel better. Right. Why are you going to tell me that I can't do this? Right. Show me why it's working so that we can show it to other people. And technology is going to drive things even quicker. Right. But uh, but that's kind of like cause the idea is like people are losing trust in the doctors. Right. What are you guys doing to make sure that the trust is still there? Because obviously you guys are practicing the right way. Bingo. Right. And that's what I want to showcase is that there's these doctors that are out thinking outside the box yeah. and people who are going against the norm that are saying, you know what? I'm fed up like y'all are. And I don't agree with the way medicine has been going over the past 20, 30, 40 years. I want to change that. And so what you just said was interesting and we'll just kind of leave it at this. Um, modern medicine can't keep up with emerging technology and that's just the truth for every ai protocol or new algorithm or paradigm that's being developed right now medicine does not welcome it in fact it actually um is 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 defensive i mean look at how many doctor's offices still have those big boxy computers for their secretaries and their front desk people well there's still MAs. a few that do paper charting. you know <laughs> like... still, they still do paper chart but the thing is but the other day we had some, uh I don't want to say who it is, but had someone come in just from CES mm-hmm. um, and and showed us different modalities that are out there. And he's like, look, this is what I do. I bring other technologies into one segment of technology and make it even a better experience for people. But now that you're a practitioner and there's new things going on, this is what can be done. And it's almost like the question was like, why can't it be done? And the idea is like, no, it's already being done, just not in for conjunction medical. with each other. And it's like, that's what I can do with y'all if we develop protocols using these five or six different systems, but then just make it one single system. Do you think? And we're like, what? <laughs> do you think part of that is because of all of like the, the extra guidelines that doctors have to go through, like with boards and HIPAA and like all of these different laws that are like mandating whether you keep your, um, your paperwork and like all that stuff. Like, do you think some of some of that like just the legislation around being a doctor is preventing the the progress as much it is because most doctors will say that according to their board regulations which all of us have like a board certification that we have to abide by and what Mm -hmm. that means is these are the standards like the standards of practice so according to these guidelines they say this is how you're supposed to treat when a walks in the door right and so what I've always understood is that no matter if your option one, two, or three is working all the time, you at least like to know that there's another option five or six that you can say, hey, just in case this doesn't work, can I use this too? Right. And the truth is, in medicine is do no harm, right? right. So Hippocrates, the father of medicine, basically said that the doctor of the future is not going to prescribe medications. He's going to look at disease as basically the cause uh, from dysfunction in your food and nutrition and the body, yeah. right? So if, if you look at medicine they look at symptoms and they don't work backwards 
because they don't have time to do that because their boards and the way the institution is set up, it's just not designed. So you have to basically either take more time to decide what's going on with that person and it, maybe doctors don't have that or two, they say their boards don't even allow them to explore this option because it's investigational or experimental mm -hmm. and, and there's no valid findings yet. Well, guess what? We're making the research right now and yeah. the research might only be five years of research but yet that's enough to give us kind of a, a starting point. But what will happen with everything is that there's heavy regulation involved. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem, that medicine is a business. Well, well the thing about not. it is that it kind of suppresses the idea that doctors, like, conti like continued education for doctors, right? Because it's like, I was saying this to someone earlier, it's like, why would I want to go spend money to learn something new that I know I can't even practice with? Yeah. Right. That I know insurance won't even reimburse me with. Like, right. it would just feel like a waste of my time. So that's to, why they keep going to regular continuing education. Yeah. Things. Right. Because it's just like, why well, would I spend all that time if I'm not even going to be able to use that to help my patients? Because they're all insurance based, and right, and you know, insurance and insurance won't even pay for that. So I can I can know all this, but w what's the point? Right. Right. Like yeah. And so that he's heard this frustration from me <laughs> countless of times because I just. That's why we did this. That's why we created this whole path, right? Because the truth is, is that I'm I'm giving a, a chance for medicine and healthcare to defend themselves. Because if not, I think wellness is the way to go. Right. Awesome. So so that's panel. The, so that's, that's, that's number two. That's panel three. <laughs> that's panel three. I'm very excited. Panel for that. two. That's gonna be food is more than medicine. Food is more than medicine. Okay. So by the way, we we will be trying to film all of this, and we'll be trying yeah. to film it. We're trying to post lots of content as much as we can. Uh, panel two is food, food is, is more, more than medicine. medicine. Now the panel includes two restaurant owners yep. uh, from two of our favorite places here in town, ATX Food Co. and Curcuma. Curcuma Rachel, Rachel uh, has basically developed like this awesome golden milk, and it's a paste. And turmeric is one of the best things you can ever put in your body. It's a spice that has been used for centuries to treat the body and heal it. And if you drink it, you put it in your food, it basically makes it medicine now. In Barcelona, we bought this straight up like curcumin, like it just said curcuma on the thing, and like it was the most golden turmeric I've ever seen in yeah, my life. It was awesome. yeah. yeah, I mean that thing can heal a lot of different health issues. Have we get uh, curcumin or, or turmeric, right? Into, in an IV, that would be. Oh, curcumin yeah, is the active ingredient in turmeric, and there is a company that already has pe like pills of it. So I think that's totally possible. Oh yeah, no. Well, the thing is, we have um, in our liver love, we have turmeric extract in there, mm -hmm. because turmeric actually helps make glutathione in your liver, and glutathione is our body's master antioxidant. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about food as more than medicine. Think about that. If you take turmeric, you take curcuma extract, and you give it to the liver, it detoxifies the body. If the liver is detoxified and it's working optimally, your hormones are regulated, your sugar is produced well, and your cholesterol is balanced, right? So to me, that's more than just what a statin can do. That's yeah. more than what a blood pressure pill can do. So it's more than medicine, right? So it's an ailment. It's plant medicine that's been passed along for centuries. They were doing curcuma and, and turmeric extract teas thousands of years even before they even knew what penicillin was mm -hmm. i mean that's the truth right and so and it was just like a natural like this is feels like what we need it's medicine yeah. it's a plant right here and they would use it topically a lot too right which is cool um so, so there's her so there's her a rad, rad our good friend from atx food co he is a um 
He's a visionary, and I would also say that he CMOS. is a, he he That's makes he, he makes CMOS smoothies. What is that? C-Moss. Oh, C-Moss. 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 S-E-A. Like, Moss. like C-Moss. Yes. yes. So you have a C vegetable. Or it could be C-Moss. Like, yeah, give me some more. I literally yes. – yeah, <laughs> I heard, I heard yeah, it in Spanish. Yeah, because y'all are y'all still in your Spanish. I heard Spanish. it in Spanish. C-Moss. Yeah, C-Moss. 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 So he is going to talk about gardening agriculture soil because what he likes to do is he sources all his food from local ingredients for his food oh, and trailer. He's funny as can be. and so he really knows about gardening and agriculture so he's going to tell us why it's important while soil needs to be regenerated so it can make the food more nutrient dense in order to help heal the body and give the body what it needs yeah so, we went to dinner at his place for, for, christmas. for christmas and uh he's just an incredible person he is, he's, it's delicious food and the most interesting thing is i don't think too many people have heard about or he heard him speak, right. but we're very much uh, in the community of, of, of foodies here in Austin. And so anyone that we asked, especially whether it was vegan, plant-based, whatever, they was like, who should we put on this panel? They all said rad. Yeah. Which is pretty And he incredible. hasn't been on any panel. And he hasn't been on any panel. And so when people, the people are like, you got to meet Rad. You got to meet. I mean, how many people told us that? They were like, you know what? So when we finally did, it was at an event. And, and he, he knew exactly who we were. He knew exactly who we were, <laughs> but then we knew who he was. So when he came up to us, it was like, Rad, we're a fan. We're, we're big fans. Like, we're, we love what you're like, doing. he was like, I'm a fan of you guys. Yeah, and he's like, that's cool, you know? So it's like, let's do something together. Hey, all I got to say, Alex, your boyfriend, uh, he liked the food. I know. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think that's Alex a plus. Will listen to this, but yeah, Alex was like a little bit like, why would we go to a vegan place? Because he was like, especially around Christmas, he was on some like carnivore kick. So yeah. he was like, why would I go eat vegan food? <laughs> and then like we ordered the tacos and the smoothies, and he just shut shut right up. Yeah, <laughs> Alex is also the one guy that went came to our vegan everything party and brought chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I told him it was vegan, and he's like, I'm bringing a box of chicken. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I didn't – look, we're not trying to promote vegan diets, but we're looking at the idea that it's plant-based. Yeah, and, and, we, so, and we knew that there would be some pretty strict vegan attendees at the thing, so that was just an easier well, guideline. Well, see, see, that's the thing. On this panel, Rachel and Rad are, are vegans. Right. Right? They're, they're hardcore vegans. But so then we have Robin from Health Start. We have not. Robin, who is not vegan. She is the founder of another nonprofit, the one I was on the board of for several years, called Health Start Foundation. And they teach childhood nutrition in community clinics, community housing, schools, uh, cafeterias to basically get to the root of the problem. Especially in low income, high risk areas. Especially high risk areas. They see their kids are not dumb. They need to be taught education when it comes to their food. And the school systems and the housing authorities and basically anything that's kind of a government related kind of entity is uh, heavily reliant on whatever that is provided to them and a lot of times she's even told me too like some of the schools can't even get some local farm to donate food because they have contracts with some of the some of the the vendors Mm -hmm. that allows them to not get that but she's she's figuring out the paths to get in there and i think last year they just got awarded the michael dell uh UT Health Science Award for like most progressive up and coming nonprofit or something in Austin. Awesome. Yeah, so so it she's very much this is her life mission as well. This is what she does full time and it's growing. It's a wonderful company, but I'd love her take on it because she will say, well, according to our studies because she's very science based. Mm-hmm. She's like our research and data has shown that kids who eat meat tend to do better here or do this and it's a necessity, it's an essential part of, you know, whatever. And so it's going to be interesting her take because I doubt that 
her message would be like, let's get veganism into community and housing authorities. Right. Like it's just, she, she, that's probably but not what is it would on also radar. be a pipe dream, right? Because it's like they're gonna eat what the parents eat, right? Right. And that, that's, and right. So, so, so the, the bigger question is now you have these vegans here, right? And then one of two other members that are on there. There's a beekeeper. That one's really okay. Her name's Tara Chapman, and she's with Two Hives, and she has a beekeeping farm outside of Austin, and she um, she gives apprentices. She she does like she teaches other people how to raise bees in order for her thought is to improve the uh, ecosystem because bees are a huge uh, reason why most of the food is produced in this in this world because of bees and their pollinization. And so if the bees are dying off at an alarming rate, which they are, how does that affect our ecosystem? How does it affect the food that you're getting? And so it'd be interesting to, to hear what her take is on the food system in this country because if you're trying to save the bees, you're trying to save food, right? Rad uh, is trying to save soil, and then we also have a scientist from John Hopkins. Her name's Megan Harrison coming in. She has a company called Urban Farmer. And she has – this Urban Farmer are these tower gardens that you can basically grow a garden anywhere in the cities and the rooftops. I mean you see these rooftop gardens. It's That's that business. Mm-hmm. So you can grow food year-round and in a hydroponic way almost, right? And so it's kind of like, all right, so what's the issue here? If we're going to damage the soil so bad to the point where we can't even regenerate the agriculture, do we need to go to tower farms? I don't know, right? Yeah. So so that's what I I'm mean, saying. I mean, that's one answer. That is. So when people say, yes, food is your medicine, all that, that's great. But what if all your food doesn't have the nutrients it needs? What if the bees are dying off? We can't keep producing that food anymore. So guess what? All your food has to be synthetic and GMO anyway, or it has to be grown on a rooftop uh, in a downtown condo in Austin, Texas. Hey, Vitamizers, we are so thankful that you guys are listening to this podcast and enjoying it and responding to it. We love hearing your feedback. And to thank you for listening to the podcast, if you haven't ordered an item from the Slenderella store before, we have a discount for you. If you go to www.slenderellausa.com, that link is also below. If you go to that link uh, and use the code WELCOME20, all one word, uh, at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire first order on our website. Again, thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast sponsored by Slenderella. Please go to our website, slenderellausa.com. Use the code WELCOME20 at checkout and you'll get 20% off of your entire order. Thanks so much, Vitamizers. Yeah, so I think seeing the title of this talk, I want to clarify a little bit too. What did you guys have in mind when you named it Food is More Than Medicine? Well, part of it has to do with the fact that, like, food is is also fun. Right. right? Like, food is delicious. We can't make it... We can't make it not fun. Yeah. Like, the, the whole idea that, like, I'm only eating as, like, as a sense of... Uh, of nutrition and like it's only for the purpose of feeding my soul I mean or feeding my body to heal like there's a lot of that and it's very important but it's also very important to make it taste delicious and to feed your soul and to feed your soul yeah yeah. correct and to and to have fun with it and to like there's all that aspect right and there's also the aspect that besides consuming it like with the bees right it's not it's not just about being medicine for us but it's also about like helping the ecosystem and helping this earth and i mean i'm sure we're going to talk about i'm sure we're going to talk about um 
like global warming or just climate control and like all those aspects are going to be involved during this food is more than medicine um just because that's that's the reality about food it's not it's not just nutrition which it's the most important thing as far as medicine goes but it's not just medicine yeah and then i think it's also the idea with the title that like if you don't know that food is medicine that that's a that's a given like it should be a given for everyone well in this country the number one problem we have when it comes to our food is that sugar is put in everything yeah okay so if we are a country that's basically reliant on processed foods then we have to understand that it's not as simple as just saying eat a healthy diet and all your problems will go away because healthy is super vague too it is but at the same time we talk about customized health care right and so think about this if all if all of us ate the healthiest of healthy foods whatever you may think it's plant-based which I, I tend to agree with if you say i'm gonna get all my nutrients from my food in order for me to have, live a healthy life if baldo wants to live to 120 and he says i'm gonna do that by just eating the healthiest diet possible i'm gonna sit here and say it's not gonna happen there's no way that the food you're eating now was the same type of quality that your ancestors yeah. ate 30, 40, maybe even 100 years ago. There's no way because our soil's screwed up, bees are dying off, global warming, pollution, plastic everywhere. It just doesn't happen Even if anymore. you're eating organic, there's runoff from the neighboring farms. Bingo. Yeah. Because the truth... Well, I'm excited about that part of the talk with the bees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's going to be interesting because the take on it is saying like food is so important that if food goes on the wayside what does our whole world look like if everything that we eat is coming out of a tube or a can or a bag yeah or a petri dish right i mean there's countries that allow fruit trees to be planted through their downtowns so people can come and pick apples and pears and go home and take it and here in this country you can't there's some cities that, that don't allow that. They, yeah, they, they had oranges I mean, growing orange off trees Seville, everywhere. We everywhere. Just picked them. They were, they were pretty And delicious. they tasted like what I would call a real orange. It was. Yeah. It tasted like a blend between a lemon and an orange. I had Alex take a bite. He's like, I can't eat that. That's too sour. And in my head, I was like, I think this is the real version of the yeah. fruit. Yeah. Well, the thing. I, the, thing I, uh, the, the other thing I noticed in, in Europe or in Spain and Portugal is that <laughs> I, I remember saying, I think to well to someone, I felt I, I felt like, dude, I feel like. Europe has even a bigger sugar problem than we do because it's like a pastry here and like sugar here and like bread here and it's always bread. But the thing is that they walk a lot. They walk a lot. They walk They're a, a ton, lot less stressed. And it's not processed sugar like in the general sense. Like it's a bunch of fake sugar. They don't even allow most of the fake like processed they're, sugar. They're a lot less stressed and they walk. I think I think the the bad alchemy in our body happens when we get the trifecta of not moving enough being stressed and eating the sugar and Europe seems to eat more sugar than us but because they don't have the other two factors of the sedentary lifestyle and high stress I think their bodies can handle it it's, yeah. kind of, it's the same well you're going to burn you it know? off but during you burn like it off but it's also like walk. yeah you're not having the cortisol telling you to hold on to it yeah. it's like your, body's can, your body can handle a certain amount of stress and if you're getting it by eating sugar well then you shouldn't be working out or you, sh- you, should, you should be moving and you shouldn't be stressing whereas if you're stressing at work you shouldn't be eating a ton of sugar because your, your body is already dealing with the stress from yeah. work and walking so is like such an incredible exercise right meditative. like doing enough of it because you can meditate with it it's not as stressful on your body as going 
going and pumping iron and like doing a hot yoga class. I lose more body fat just by adding more walking into my life than anything else because it doesn't increase your hunger and it burns your more calories per hour than sitting. That's really it. I think my metabolism increased just from doing the Spain? whole Europe thing. Yeah. Just because like, I was, we were walking so much. Yeah. I came back from the trip and people were like, how did you go to Europe and lose weight? It's like, I was walking and not stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, okay. It, so. So that's the second panel, right? And those so, are all of the panelists. And, and our, our moderator is the Violet Fog. Katie, Katie, which she's is incredible. She, she's super cool. She she's one here. of the she's one of the uh, the people that if you are looking at influencers and bloggers online, she is very knowledgeable. In fact, it's like she's one of the people that I learn from mm-hmm. when I like I see because it's all valid scientific stuff. She she looks at like medical articles all the time. It's yeah. really cool. So it's so, almost like nerve wracking because like we'll say something and she'll come back. She's like, yeah, you guys said the right things. So I was like, well, she takes analyzing. notes. Well, she <laughs> takes you. notes every time I uh, will talk. She'll take notes over everything. And, and I'm, go research yeah, it. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> um, but so we're excited about that one. The The first panel is the business of wellness and our boy Tex McYogi is on that panel. Fitting because yeah. it's the, the business of wellness and we have a bunch of um, owners uh, entrepreneurs that basically have created a hobby that turned into a business. And right? they're all in they're all in the wellness realm but very different niches. Right. And so we so have Michelle Norris. We have Michelle, Michelle Norris, Norris which Paleo is FX. one of the co founders of Paleo FX, one of the biggest health and wellness expos in the world. We're grateful to have her friendship because Slenderella uh, would not be Slenderella right now if it wasn't for Paleo FX. Correct. Uh, anyone that has a business, a brand that's in the health and wellness realm, uh, you have things like Expo West when it comes to C P G, but when it comes to health and wellness products or services or your brand, Specific, you need to, you yeah. need to be a paleo effects yeah. like people fly from all over even if you there. well i guess if you don't think you're paleo you have to meet some standards it, it doesn't, to be it there doesn't, it doesn't matter your, your it, product needs to meet some standards if you're going to actually table but just as an attendee it doesn't matter where in the wellness realm you fall yeah. like go you, to that conference you you have to be a health and wellness enthusiast that's yeah. basically what it comes down to and that's what it is so imagine if somebody showed up to comic con this is that for health and wellness. They're expecting 10,000 people. And so it's we're talking bigger like it's a every, big It is a big event. And it just gets bigger and, and bigger. And we love being there. So Michelle is going to talk about how she basically, her and Keith started this um, from their own personal experiences. And then they turned something into how they started healing themselves from a tragic event and then said, how can we help other people uh, take an investment and take their own health into their own hands? And so PaleFX is exactly that. So I'm grateful to have her on board. Uh, we have Eric Anderson from the Ocean Lab. And Eric is a triathlete who is a, you know, a cryptocurrency guy, investor and all that, and then basically loved health and wellness. And, and he's kind of our guinea pig too. Now. And he is kind of our guinea pig now. He, he is, he's that guy who's the endurance athlete that says, he's, I, I want to take it like, to the next um, level. He's doing that and doing the ketamine and doing the floats well, and doing like, I was he's telling like, that. He's I'm doing maximizing my health. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was funny. Baldo and I talked about for the past couple of years, I mean, personally, I always thought I was going to be in sports nutrition. I always thought I was going to be in sports medicine and I just didn't want to be a surgeon because I just didn't want to cut people. I, I don't want to go into the knife. So, so I don't want to cut people, but I wanted to rehab them and do sports nutrition. And so, you know, fast forward, MSW is Mendoza sports and wellness. So I always thought sports was going to be part of it. But, um, the athletes that we meet here in Austin, there's there's world-class athletes in Austin oh, yeah. that train alongside you when you're down at town Lake and auditorium. I mean, there's a whole, 
community of Olympic athletes. Yeah, that live here and train here underneath. Again, I live with one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. And so, yes, like Chris is one of them, I right? Like know that. Chris, well, what is Olympic athletes? I mean, we were, so Chris, we were talking, we were talking with Chris and uh, we were like, so what's your time? Like what, when he runs his mile? And I think it was like, well, he goes, right now it's been slower, like 540, <laughs> but I'm trying to shoot for like 530. And for him, a few seconds is a world of a difference, right? Yeah. And so, He's like, how can I get there with what you're doing with the nutrition, your IVs and all that stuff too? And I'm just like, that's cool because athletes will listen to anything you have to say because it makes them better. They do it. I mean, just look at the advancements in sports throughout the years. Athletes are getting stronger, faster, and quicker. And so you're always looking for a competitive edge, but from a sensible standpoint, Eric is a prime example of one of those guys that says, I want everything possible to maximize my efforts as an athlete. Mm -hmm. And he's doing it. But he's going to talk about the Ocean Lab, which is one of the things he co-founded with a buddy of his, and it's a flotation device. It's, it's a, a floating float, tank. It's a float tank facility. It is, but it's not the pod. It's a room. Yes. And so, like, Merrick and I have floated in the same room. Like you guys did a couple. We did a couple. I did a couple. Oh, they're so good, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's great because you get to like hold hands while you're floating, and there's like soothing music, and there's lights above you. It's very, uh, it's like an ambiance to it, right? Yeah. And uh, it was, it's a really great. I love the Ocean Lab. Like I will go there. Balder goes there plenty of times. I know you've been there, obviously. Yeah. And so uh, we're very grateful to have him on there because. Um, it's kind of a newer thing, but he has like infrared sauna and he understands like you get chamomile tea after you get done. It gives you like a nice little robe. Like it's very, very nice and sleek and chic. They've done a good job. With they've it. done a good job and they've hit My their favorite place is the Zen, the Zen, the Zen, the Zen Den. We've, that's where one of our podcasts were shot uh, when we did IV. So Wait, we did is the that whole like in the back. Yeah, it's in the back. It's in those bean bags after you come out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so we laid down and we did IVs and we it's talked, we talked for like an hour afterwards. Is that where his episode was recorded? Oh, yes. that's awesome. Yeah. So, so it was very cool. And uh, we're very Which grateful. Which is not on Facebook because I showed my balls. <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of messages about it the next day from friends from college. Merrick, I'm like, I'm looking at my Clients. phone. Client, it's like eight in the morning, and I'm getting like three or four. And the, keep in mind, we finished the podcast okay. at like. Four? four in the morning, like three in the morning, because what happened was we got there after hours. We kept talking. And, and then, then we started. And then we did it. He wanted us to do a 90-minute a, a float. Float. And then after that, the equipment wasn't working for the podcast. <laughs> we had to start IVs. And it was just like – and then we just kept talking because we were so zenned out. And I look, <laughs> and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning when we got done. So we get up 8 o'clock in the morning. I get like three or four text messages. One of them was like, tell Balder to put the mouse back in the house. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And so I go look at the video, and Merrick goes, you can see Baldo's balls. Like, you can Were you see just it. sitting with your legs up? Because I had the robe on, and I, I'm zoned, I'm zinned out. Yeah, like, and, and, it's sure, and it was funny because I didn't see it. There was two videos that were there. Yeah. One was like the first 10 minutes, which wasn't really filming anything. Oh, it was behind it cut the off It cut off, so we restarted it. So I was looking at the second video, and I was like, I don't see it. But it was the first video, and sure <laughs> enough, I'm like, there it is. And so someone shot a, did a screenshot and everything. I was like, okay, this is a family show. Oh, Take that down. Online, it's online forever. Yeah, I was like, take that down, take that down. Paul, so you can add that. You can add adult film star to your resume. Yeah, yeah of course. So, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so Eric has a really cool facility that has been growing fast in Austin. And if you want to know how to like, how to basically get something off the ground quickly, he's a prime example of it. Um, we have Brooke Bowersock, who is the owner of Align Pilates enough. Studio. She's generous. So the whole event that we're doing this at is a Pilates Studio uh, in West Hawaii. Austin. We were at. We've been going to there as a pop up every Thursday for the past like year and a half. Align is our family. We love Align. It's a beautiful facility. 
wonderful community when you walk in everyone knows each other it's a camaraderie like it, it's really awesome and she's gracious enough to allow us to to have this pop-up there but then her vision she started multiple pilates studios over the years and now this is her baby and it's doing well it's like it, they kind of started a little before we did she so does training she's she does really... training uh she she wants to take it worldwide she knows, exactly she knows what she's doing so when you talk to her she's the sweetest person in the world i love talking to her and then she's so smart and she knows everyone which is great and so um we want her take on like if you wanted to start your own boutique studio how would you do it and especially in a town like austin where there's a dime a dozen right like it's yeah, like okay. she's been doing this for exactly and we know, had her years, on the show right? we've had her on the show yeah. as well yeah, yeah she's yeah. been doing this for a long time she's she really knows nice. what she's doing and it's cool because this is like the model for some people if they wanted to like start a yoga studio or pilates studio themselves mm -hmm. this is how you do it because when it comes to business and this is why you know someone like baldo's on the on the on the panel when when you start a wellness business there's no template okay let's just say that right like michelle started paleo fx there's no template for starting a health and wellness expo right. there's a there's a template for starting an events team and starting an expo but there she's doing something groundbreaking and making a profitable company that has one major event a year and their their profit comes from the one major and, event and which they is crazy they don't have a product they don't yeah. have they don't have merch yeah. They, I mean, they have shirts every now and then, but they they owe one product a year, is the event. and this is what they're known for. It's like the Coachella, it's the Woodstock mm -hmm. of health and wellness, and so she did that. Yeah. And she doesn't have a wellness background. I think she was like a realtor. Yeah, she's got a, like a, a varying background. She was a chef at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So so you look at that right, and you look at like Tex Mex Yogi over here, and you've been in sales with Cutco Knives for like fifteen years. We basically dragged them into the health wellness world because I said I need to help. I need help creating this this vitamin bar concept. I don't know anything about sales or business because they didn't teach us that while we were learning about medicine and healthcare and vitamins. They didn't teach us this is how you run a business, yeah. this is how you start a business, how you ask for money, this is how you take money the right way, how you take you, you give out equity, you take on investments, like, and so. And I came into it thinking it's like, oh, I can sell anything, right? And it was like. That's why I said yes. Yeah, and it was <laughs> but a challenge. Then I was like, oh shit! Like, no, you can't just do things however you want in this in this world, especially in, with the medical, in, yeah, in the health world and the medical world. And and uh, if anything, that's what became the passion. It's like, well, that means I get to invent it. And yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it turn into a puzzle for you. Yeah, you're just like, oh well. You're telling me I can't do this, but what I'm hearing is I just can't do this in the way I typically would in the sales world, but yeah. I'm going to figure out how to find these loopholes in the medical world and, and make I'm it happen anyway. And I'm still not going to do it your way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to take your advice either. I'm yeah. going to create no. the new path. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's brilliant because one of the things that when people come to MSW Lounge, they they see something that's very unique and it's out of the ordinary and it's a medical clinic disguised as a retail shop and people come in here and they're like what is this place and you all oh, i love when people come in the first time because they see the chalkboard menu with all the vitamin ivs on it and it's beautiful and it's colorful and they see the slenderella boxes that were beautifully designed by joy scola and and we have you know house music playing in the background <laughs> we have crazy lights in the back we have people getting ivs next to each other people doing handstands i mean we, we talk about food and we do in podcasts this is nothing nothing is like this i've ever seen yeah. and so we created this out of thin air but the thing was we started this in our garage basically and started with an idea we had a meeting like this every sunday night you would join in sunday nights too and we would talk about how can we create this how can we improve this how can we grow this how can we create how can we do this and what's working what's not because what people don't understand is when you become a successful business and by no means do i think we're successful and i'll, I'll tell you this right now because we're too young 
that's how I look at it because yeah. we haven't really proven anything yet. We're we're, infancy, we're, we're, we're building it. We're, right now. Yeah, we're we're year three. Right. Okay. So for us to say we've made it is a far cry. But are we doing well? Yes, we are. But it's because we've learned to listen to our gut intuition. We've we've worked with the right people. And we're ballerinas. And, well, and we're and, pivoters. And yeah, we're we're damn ballerinas. <laughs> well, and I think a thing that Baldo kept reiterating in in Barcelona too was the two questions you guys always come back to. Yes. Is is is, is it, it gonna edu- help is other- it gonna help other people? And is it, it educational? Is it educational? Yeah. 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 So, and and if those two answers aren't yes for whatever the idea is and you don't do it. And I think that that's see, the little one of the things that we it was, was also my, it was also my condition of moving of here. moving here <laughs> to do the job. Is is it gonna help others grow? Is it educational? Yeah. But yeah. But when you have the foundation for that, you set the foundation for the company as a whole for anyone who even comes on board and buys into what you're doing because since we've done this, people have seen us grow and that we brought on more people and we have a really good team. Um, there have been a few people that have kind of gone, but at the same time, when people see what you're trying to do, they, they gravitate towards it and they want to be a part of it. And every person has their role. So managing people, finding the role, trying to bring out the best of them is great too, but behind the scenes, it's an up and down process. And all the stuff that we've learned, we want to pass along to other people to tell them, if I were to do this over again, this is how I would do that. And Baldo is a wealth of knowledge because I can tell you this. He's the best salesman I've ever seen. I mean, honestly, hands down. And I'm not saying that in a very condescending way like you think of like a car salesman, like a used car salesman, kind of sleazy. I hate that if you're listening to your car salesman, I apologize. But like imagine the guy in the plaid jacket coming out here basically saying, okay, I need to make quota for the month. I see a sucker out there. It's not that. Baldo's the type of guy that's taught me how to sell in a sense of saying like you have to let them know how much you care before anything else because once they realize how much you care then they realize how much you do know and there's also the thing of like you have a good product you know your product is you created the product to help others why should there be shame in selling that thing to them when you know that it has value that will genuinely be worth more than the money they're giving for to you in exchange for that thing once you believe that your product is good and we know that our product is good but once you really actually believe that as the seller selling becomes so much easier well that's part of the care part right because if you have a shitty product and you're still trying to do the like hey people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care like well you're showing them how much you don't care if you put By out a shitty, a shitty product. product. <laughs> yeah. And I and, and there's and trust me in the vitamin world, there's a lot of there's shitty lot vitamins of out there, and it's there's true. There's a lot of sawdust there's, in supplements. There is, unfortunately. But uh, we're missing one person. And right? I was gonna say, okay, cool. we're saving yes. the last, um, Fias. Oh yeah. So yeah. Fias, yes, Fias is one of the co-founders of Prep Door along with uh, with Heather. Heather. And I can tell you right now, Heather and Fias, uh, they're a power couple. And they're very, very dear to our hearts. We consider them family. And um, we are very fortunate to have Fayez on the panel because Heather is usually the one who speaks. She is the, the one that likes to be the extrovert, even though I think secretly she's not an extrovert. But she is a person that will be the face of the of the company and she crusades to go out there and keep promoting Prep to Your Door. Prep to Your Door is a meal prep company that delivers locally sourced food products, prepped meals, in a mason jar and they deliver it to you weekly at your doorstep and then it's they, vegan and it's all vegan plant-based and so it's yeah and they don't necessarily promote that people should be vegan it's they just plant-based it's but yeah. they're plant-based, plant-based. Yeah. so and and the thing yeah. too that i like to say because i do enjoy their meals as well i'm obviously not vegan but like 
I've talked with Alex about this too. He was like, I would order prep to your door, like, because that takes care of all of my my starch and veggie needs, and then I could just prep a couple pounds of meat, and yeah. that's all my meal prep is now. You know, so even if you're not vegan, like, they're a really awesome source to have. Well, think about this: if you care about food, and you say, okay, I can order prep to your door. I can say this food is the healthiest food you can find. It's all organic. It comes from locally sourced. It's zero waste. I was going to say it's zero waste and it's sustainable in any sense of the word. So the Bingo. way they farm it, the way they source it, how they're packaging and delivering it, they pick up your dirty dishes and will wash them for you. And also the way they treat their employees. They pay them reasonable wages. They take care of their people. Oh, they get, they get they benefits. All get, they all get, they benefits get benefits and health insurance. And on top of it, because the carbon footprint is important to them, for every so many miles they, they deliver, you know, it takes them to deliver it, they have a company that tells them you got to plant another tree yeah and they're, and they're even working on that like I'm, i saw uh, the panel um at we work like over the summer that we went to that um that she was on yep um she even mentioned like basically as soon as their company is able and and or they're readily available like as soon as there are fully green cars like whether it be electric or solar powered like they're already in the works of like saving up to purchase cars that are zero waste yeah and they all they want to get to the point of like who drove from the from the farm to over here and offset those miles as well too like they 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 care about that but but it's interesting if you talk to Fias they're not a food company yeah. they're a zero waste company yeah which is incredible because when Heather was on that panel cuz this is what struck me this is the first time I actually got to meet them you had Heather and you had like Natamu was up there you had Cece's pasta oh, and all and that just, and uh, and then Snap Kitchen snap. Yeah. so they were all up there talking about regenerative agriculture and how they cared about their carbon footprint because their consumers were asking about it. They said, we only got disposable cups and straws because the consumers are demanding it. The reason we did mason jars is because they said, we don't want to waste a bunch of plates and cups and all that. So we eat everything out of mason jars because it's sustainable. So if you get behind brands, if you get behind a company from a business standpoint, the number one thing I can tell an emerging brand or someone that's starting off, you have to build a community. Yeah. If you're going to be successful, whether in Austin, Houston, Chicago, LA, or even Iowa, you have to have a community that comes out and supports your product and your services. And if you can't get behind your brands that you consume every day, then you don't believe in their mission. And every person that creates a business, especially involved with wellness, has that mission and crusade to change the world for the way that they see it or the way it should be. And that's exactly what Prep to Your Door is doing. That's what everyone's doing. Yeah, I think that that larger point too is like, if you're on a crusade in your business, you need to be living that crusade. Just like you mentioned earlier, where we are trying to change the supplement industry. How are we doing that? We are also living what we would consider the ideal version of that. And we're showing that just in everyday life. And as a company, you need to live your mission and also listen to that community that you've built and hear what they're asking for. Like you just said, um, they, they changed their packaging because their community that they had built was saying, hey, you guys are supposed to be a sustainable sor food source company. Like this isn't a sustainable packaging thing that you're doing. I would much prefer if you did this. So yep. like listening to your community and companies really do, if they're a good company, they look at those statistics and they say, okay, well, 60% of our people are saying that their satisfaction rating would be higher if we used sustainable packaging. Yeah. You know, that's, that's on you. Cause first of all, you built that community. <laughs> yeah. So second of all, you need to listen to them. <laughs> yeah. You created that monster. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's interesting about it is if you have someone like Fias, you have someone like Brooke and all that. These people are very knowledgeable and they can teach you things that won't 
you won't find in a textbook. Right. But they also like to they like to they come to us because they want to improve their health. They want self improvement. And that's one of the other big topics from health and wealth is the aspect of investing in your health it should be the same way as investing in your wealth investing in your brain investing in your self-improvement so when you have an entrepreneur who's in attendance to basically say i want to create my own yoga studio i got this vision for this because we hear this all the time now right one of the things we do is inspire because we want to be inspired to create imagine if you need the tools in order to withstand all the ups and downs of what it does take to be an entrepreneur that's where it comes into play with our breakout sessions Okay. Oh my God! Yes. So, as important as the panels are, our breakout sessions are just as important. So, our breakout sessions are mastermind settings. Where if you never heard of a mastermind setting, it's basically like a room uh, with about twenty people in there, maybe thirty, not the exact number, right? But a smaller group of people. It's very intimate, and there's one person that's leading like a discussion and a round table, and it's a Q and A, and it's a basically a camaraderie, uh, and and you you brainstorm, you do creative activities and all that. So the the breakout sessions we have are designed for self improvement, self optimization, as well as entrepreneur skill set. And one of the things that we've noticed, uh, even in business, uh, especially starting off, is that you have to promote who you are and tell people your story. So I did say you have to build a community with your brand. The next thing you have to do is have an elevator pitch to sell your story. Because when people support brands, especially the bigger ones, they want to believe that they can connect with this person, that this brand understands them as a consumer. Because we only support brands we believe in. Right. So the thing is, is, how can someone believe in our brand if they don't believe in the person behind the product? Why did you create this? Tell me your story. And it always happens, right? When we're doing pop-ups or events, people come in, tell me what this place is. Why do I need a B12 shot? Why do I need an IV? Tell me about Slenderella. Right after they hear it, this thing you can see in their eyes, they're like, so tell me your story. How did you come up with this? What's your story? Where are you from? And then you tell them that. And it's this whole concept that Baldur's taught me from day one. Like me, know me, trust me, pay me. If the, if you can understand how to sell, like me, know me, trust me, pay me, get you through any type of situation because when you sell yourself, people will buy anything that you're selling because they believe you and they trust you. And the only way to know if you are worth a damn is through what you're telling them or your product. And also – and I would again make the argument in this – not argument but point that – once they like you enough and they trust you enough to pay you, they're going to know that your product is good. Yeah. And that yep. just is an, a positive feedback loop after that. Yeah. It just turns into like, okay, It's well, like the I, methylation cycle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how Bliss gets that cycle to keep going. Yes. Um, Shameless plug. I love product it. Product plug. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, you know, when, once they do like you and trust you enough um, and they finally take the, the leap of faith to purchase whatever it is that you're selling – they're going to know that your product is good when it works. And then they they go, oh, wow, you weren't full of shit. I like and trust you even more now, and I'm going to keep being a customer. Right. Yeah, what else do you have? But see, here's the other thing. We all know that not everyone's a born salesperson. No. Like, I still don't consider myself a salesperson. Because I don't like doing that. I always viewed it as this negative negative view in, in, in the business world, and that's why I never wanted to be in business. But now that I am a business person, um, I think of it as more of like, well, what else could I be good at in order for the business to grow? So it's like telling my story, creating content, marketing, finances, um, 
mental wellness to keep my mindset going so like for example when when you're developing a product or a business you have to promote it right and sell so how do you promote how do you market how do you sell facebook ads instagram ads uh, online marketing all of which influence. we don't do the thing is, the thing is everyone has their own approach yeah. right so right. you're saying you have to decide your marketing approach based off of your demographics your audience but then again it's like how do you do that do you do it through video do you do it through blogging i'm not a very good video editor but i could hire someone who is and a good storyteller hires people who are smarter than them to help them tell their story. So you have someone like Glenn Graft, the art of storytelling. Art of storytelling. Art of storytelling. I still can't say Storytelling for entrepreneurs. Storytelling for entrepreneurs yeah. is what Glenn does. <laughs> he's been on our podcast. He's he's a sweet guy. He's, he's super cool. You talk and about by it. The way, he's worked for some of the biggest countries, in the, I mean, companies in the world. He has interviewed... Michael Dell, he's interviewed Red McCombs, he's interviewed uh, uh, was it Schultz for Starbucks, Starbucks. like he, anyone you named, and he's heavily involved in the CPG business here, and so it's really cool he he helps people tell their story. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Thrive, which is CJ Finley and they help give you uh, as an entrepreneur the skill sets and the tools to basically continue to harness them and promote yourself as a business and he helps build helps you get that platform like whether it's social media website he's a systems engineer he's a si to life yes. that's that's the best way to put it so <laughs> so he's going to have a workshop and thrive is great um, we have Laura Batista who's also been on the podcast as well you see a, a theme going here she's a sweet and she is uh, a, a spiritual healing energy health practitioner Every time she, she talks, she's just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. She does, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she – so she's a, a personal training client of mine. So she does um, – health coaching but yeah she encapsulates like the spiritual side of it sometimes but she knows her shit about the gut she healed her own ms um so that's one thing that she like you look at her now and you're like you're the pinnacle of health but she like dealt with some really terrible ms and it was very interesting because her dad is a traditional gut doctor and so when she started looking into alternative modalities he also changed his entire approach and when she basically walked into her physician and said i'm to not i'm done with these medicines they're bullshit i'm gonna do this option and they almost like told her, no, you can't do that. She brought her dad in, who was also a physician, and he like flashed his like doctor or whatever certificate. His doctor badge. His doctor badge. <laughs> and was like, you need to listen to her. And they laughed him out of the room too. But she has proven all of those doctors wrong since by following a lot of Mark Hyman's things. Uh, she's a huge fan of uh, Ben Lynch. Um, yep. All those different genetics things. So yeah, she has a really cool way of combining lifestyle spirituality and practical nutrition and gut healing yeah. protocols to to reverse a lot of different autoimmune illnesses she knows her stuff i yeah. mean that's and we're, we're fortunate to have her here she'll have a breakout session um jen schultz she gave a little lunch and learn yesterday she is the non nine to five uh she helps people quit their jobs and follow their own path and and kind of gives them the tools needed in order to kind it of makes keep it pushing. sensible right because it makes it sensible it, it makes it less scary well it's yeah. like think about it. we both quit our jobs you left houston came over here you got fresh out of school I've never had a real and job and you never had a job <laughs> and we were encouraging you and you already knew that because your dad you know and your family you, you but you you're you're kind of the new uh, approach when it comes to new grads and the millennials who are basically saying I can create a business from my phone why yeah. would I go to school as why would as, I go to grad school as soon as my dad planted the seed in my head of like you know you could just turn this website into a business I think about it now and I'm like wow what did I think I was doing like I wasn't I hadn't even started looking for real jobs I never was gonna go to a real job yeah well I remember you were a trainer <laughs> and then you were like you wanted to be our nutritionist and I was like I just don't see it that like I see you 
bigger than just telling people and it's not to put it in small terms but it's like you're bigger to us than that like you're more valuable because you can help bring our message to a broader audience because that's what you do right like i didn't know instagram i didn't think i had an instagram account you when we met right i was yeah. like what do you mean i have to get on instagram you're like you have to promote through instagram i was like what <laughs> so then i have to start posting and all that but like that type of approach is needed so like these breakout sessions that jen does and that lynn and cj do they tell entrepreneurs here's the little stuff that no one's telling y'all that you're not reading about in books that they don't teach you in business school this is the stuff that helps you kind of get through month six month nine when you're ready to pull your hair out and wonder why did i do this this is a community of people saying keep going right allison don't go get a real job do this job right don't work a nine to five and now you travel the the world being a comedian, working from a laptop, you can hey, work she got anywhere to, now. She got to perform in uh, Barcelona. I'm an international headlining comedian now. I closed out the show in Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's if that's not cool, you would never done. You would never gotten that from like a nine to five. No. A nine to five would not have let you do that. And and that's what Jen, and, would, and be that's, that's what Jen would be talking about. Like yeah. this is what you can get if you don't follow the traditional path. Yeah. And then the last one, which I think will probably be one of the more popular ones, um, <laughs> is is psychedelics for health optimization. With Ta and Cole. With Ta Cole Witty. Ta Cole is what we love Ta to call him. And, Cole Witty. and uh Ta and Cole are good friends of ours. They are uh Tall gives one of the best hugs I will ever And the two of them get. together is one of my favorite couples. They see. are just like, the sweetest. Oh, my God, their energy. Like, if you don't smile by just listening to them all the time, like, you're just, you're not there, right? But yeah, Tall gives, like, the best Tall hugs. gives the best hugs. Um, they are, they're, they're wellness coaches, and I really don't know how to describe them exactly what they do because they <laughs> do bio-integration. Bio-integration, which essentially means they incorporate every aspect of quantum physics, metaphysics, biogenetics like because he's a nurse <laughs> so he understands all that stuff i saw cole give her elevator sp- p- uh, pitch one time at one of the cicx events she literally got on stage and said hi my name's cole i work with Tom cole and i make people puke for a living and then she got off the stage yeah <laughs> yep. so they, they they do a lot of ashwagandha and what you must say and in, in a way they also do that because they from the biointegration side like they on the podcast, uh, Ta was talking about how, yeah, they go in there, they go live with you for a little while, and, like, you know, get to learn all your little habits, like, how do you position your clothes in your drawers, and, like, you know, all those little things, because they want to really get to know you, and I can see how, like, yeah, we're going to make you throw up to once we once you realize all the little stupid shit that you do. <laughs> get yeah. out of your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you this right now. Two things about Ta, because Ta gives great hugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's those long, uncomfortable hugs. You well, know what I'm talking about? it's uncomfortable until it's comfortable again. Exactly. You have because, that second side. Because what will happen is you hug someone and there's that second. It's like, do I let go? Yeah. Are we still doing this? He holds on and he holds tighter. Yeah. And he holds tighter. And he holds tighter to where you're like, oh my God, are you serious? We're still... But then you're someone like, there's this energy that you get <laughs> that you're you like, this feels amazing. Yeah. Right? And so he helps you let your guard down Mm -hmm. to get you out of your comfort zone what she also loves to do is take you out of that comfort zone and help you understand why you were out of your comfort zone to begin with right and so what she's talked about with psychedelics is that psychedelics are not necessarily bad for you and she wants to bring that to mainstream to say this is a tool to help you unlock your potential and I've heard uh, from a friend who did a ceremony with them. I believe they did a Wachuma ceremony with them. It might have been ayahuasca. I don't remember. But regardless, I don't know. They're both 
<laughs> uh, they're both like an eight-hour commitment with uh, po- possible, <laughs> possible You're not purging. driving anywhere afterwards. Possible That's purging. Basic, yeah. Um, but she was talking about how she really enjoyed that in the process of the ceremony, um, especially afterwards when everyone kind of comes together, they're off the drug, you know, they're done purging, whatever might have happened the night before, um, and they're talking about it. Cole really encourages integration within the body. So she's a big believer in stress being held in certain parts of the body or um, maybe you purged and now suddenly your back isn't sore anymore, you know, and just like learning for you how to identify how your mental health and your gut reactions to things also manifest in other parts of the body and just really programming you to like be able to sit and say, oh, you know, it's hard for me to wiggle my left toes today. Why is that? Or, you know, just kind of checking in with the body and understanding why certain tensions happen possibly and most likely due to stress or mental or yeah. emotional factors. They're brutally honest. Yeah. And the the truth hurts and it shocks you sometimes. But that's what we need. We need people like that to basically be as real and honest as possible because the truth is they'll tell you something and you might not like to hear it. But they just be like, it needs to be said. We need to address it. We need to talk about it. One of the cool activities that Tall did, and I know you remember we doing this too, um, he got, it was like, what, 14 guys, I think we were all, right? And it was 14 guys. We don't really know each other. And he had us all line up in partners, nose to nose. We just stared at each other. Stared at each other for five minutes. Eye gazing is huge. Eye gazing. But that's like close proximity eye gazing. And then he said, yes, and then he said, on top of that, what I want you, this was early in the morning too, so everyone had their morning breath and everything, their coffee breath. And so uh, he goes, tell that person, that complete stranger you're staring into, that man that you're staring into nose to nose, why you love that person right now. Tell it to him. Why? And you start talking that uncomfortableness comes out and you're just staring into that one eye and you're just talking and you're like i'm breathing on him he's he's smelling me like all everything he's taking it all in and then afterwards hug it out and you sit down and so he went around the room and said so what y'all think well i felt like i knew this person after that and you know i feel like i'd go have a beer with him and like you know like just all these things were being said and it was cool because you could say you could see that some people were very uncomfortable yeah just simply just being around someone that they didn't know and how they just lock up and they could feel the tension. You could see people sweating. Oh, I'm sure. Like people were literally sweating. And you're like, you have nothing to fear. I'm, I'm just, I'm here for you. That shows you like so much how people fear being seen. Like that's a very literal image of like people being scared to be seen. Yeah. Because it's like your eyes give away so much about you. And looking into someone's eyes, especially for a long time, it's like you can see deeper into that. Like you feel like someone's gazing into your soul and you're scared to show that off for whatever, yeah. for whatever reason. I yeah, know no, it's a bit nuts. of a tangent. It, it was, and, it, and I still remember, like, I, uh, I was uh, partnered up with uh, Christina's son. Um, Christina Wise's son. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, it was really interesting because uh, I, I knew of him and I saw, I've seen pictures of him. How old is he? He's like, like early 20s. Yeah, early okay. 20, I, could, I couldn't tell if he was late teens or early 20s. And uh, yeah, for him, it was like, it was, it's really uncomfortable. I think when you're younger as a man too, you probably deal with even more of like, no, this is not going to happen. Like I remember being younger is like, no, I'm not right. even going to look at a guy because then they might think I'm gay kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that they, for some reason we think those things, right? right? And it's like, and he kept bringing those things up. Do you feel a certain way? Do you feel like this is homophobic and or, or hom- like homophobia in some way? Like, like yeah. he kept cueing yeah. those type of things. Like, it's okay if you feel that, just realize that and just know that 
it doesn't mean anything right right and then it's like oh like you just let go right, right? and and it and it was really interesting because like so many different thoughts like but just look at this person and now tell them why you love them right right and it yeah. was just like i just love the fact that we can do this and that we're not like running away yeah <laughs> that you don't make me scared anymore yeah do you make me comfortable i mean to see the thing is if we appreciate our presence around others even more than what we are doing nowadays with do the disconnect we have from social media and, and all the various platforms we're never in tune with our feelings and our thoughts because we tune them out mm -hmm. right it's very easy to get distracted and say i don't want to focus on this i'm zoning out by doing this but it's like no tune in what is your body telling you you feel that sweat dripping down your back right now that's nervousness why are you nervous let's explore that where is this coming from right and the psychedelics that they do uh as far as they're promoting for their ceremonies is to unlock that to to release the guard to remove the guard to unlock potential because imagine if you lived a day that had no fear imagine if you lived life without fear imagine if you didn't care what people said imagine if you said i'm going to do this because it has to be done and there's a necessity and i have a mission and there's nothing i've been more passionate about in my life than doing this that's optimization yeah. right if you invested that much into your health, what would your health look like? And if your health was better, would you be a better person in general in your in your life as a husband, a wife, as a business owner, as a friend, as as a, as a mentor? Yes. And so to me, the talk around psychedelics is not that you have a bunch of people who are going out to raves and partying all weekend. These are people who are CEOs and business owners and people traveling across the country and the world to basically go do a talk here, go do a TED Talks, go attend a seminar and saying, I'm doing this because I got a bunch of shit I got to work on too. Yeah. And, and, and that's why Talk Whole will have one of the bigger talks probably because people are going to say i'm interested i'm interested in knowing about psilocybin and mdma is going to be a prescription next year Whoa. it's going to be an official well, medication yesterday for, a wow. for human trials yeah so molly is going to be an official treatment for ptsd so wow. what is it going to look like when a bunch of people are taking a rave drug right <laughs> It's going to be a party. But the thing is, these people who are going to be taking it Rave are not going to be sitting there dancing to a bunch of house music. They're going to be sitting right. there in a chair having a psychotherapist talk to them about what happened when you were 10 years old. Let's yeah. explore that. Electronic ambient music. That's my new thing right now. Yeah. So so, so this this pop-up, and there's still two more things we didn't even mention. Yeah, the lunch and learn. Talk about longevity. Yeah, now. so... MSW Lounge, uh, if you haven't seen some of the videos and the posts, like we do a lunch and learn here every Wednesday. And it's one of – it's the coolest thing I think that me personally I can say that I get to be a part of in, during the week because there's a really cool community that shows up to our club. Hey, a lot of people in the Austin area say Wednesday is their favorite day because of the lunch and learn. Yeah. yeah. I've, never, I've never seen something as cool as that where you have people who show up every single week. They know they're going to bring a friend. They're going to bring a loved one. There's free food. You get to connect. You get to network. The people stick around. They hug each other. They really genuinely care. You get to meet new people. Like It's just you never know who's going to walk through those doors. That was my favorite part about creeping on it a couple weeks ago when I was out of town for a show and y'all like just left the, the camera running after the talk was over. I just watched all of these people that are super cool just like give each other hugs and meet. And like, yeah, it was, yeah. it's incredible. So, so that kind of – that environment – is something that everyone goes out of their way to come and attend and what we want to do is bring that 
to the Slenderella event to say yeah. we're going to do an MSW lunch talk and lunch and learn here at Slenderella's uh, pop-up and we're going to focus on NAD. Will we be having food at that or do people need to bring their own food? I would say probably there's we're plenty. Confirming the, we're confirming here soon, but um, there are plenty of foods around. Really close. There's, there's Juice yeah. Land, there's Magnolia, there's Thundercloud. There's, the, good food is abundant. Yep. Um, but you can get your food. You don't have to. You can be fasting like Baldo. He doesn't eat till 4 p.m. anyway. Right. So some of the people will probably be sitting there not eating, which yep. is probably the norm. Uh, but I'll be up there uh, talking about NAD. And then opposite will be Live a Great Story, our good friend Zach uh, Harveth. And uh, he has created this brand, uh, which is just inspiring people around the world. If you've ever seen that sticker on our talks or whatnot, it says yeah, here, Live a Great Story, if y'all can see it. Um, it's a symbol for inspiration and to create your own path and to live your life to the fullest. And Zach, Zach doesn't even really know what he's created yet. Like he, he's created one of the most inspiring things where you have people like Baldo and Allison going across the world with the live a great story flag <laughs> and people are posting about here's, here's where my story and I'm continuing my, my journey and my crusade to inspire others and change the world into the way I, I think it should be. And, and he's going to lead a, a, a workshop on, on, on that. You know what that means and how to create create and how to get into that realm and and then basically how to get into the next step to basically put you in the position to inspire yourself and others and and he is a videographer so he is also a storyteller and he's going to show you basically almost how to create a one minute video that tells your story so how is that cool That's you can awesome. walk away with being able to have a one minute piece on something you can put on your website yeah. like so and it's he says everyone can do it he does it with a gopro yeah. right yeah. which is incredible so all of that plus we're going to be doing ivs and shots and we have two slenderella bars going um tons of networking it's just it's the first event we're oh, doing we're going to be announcing our uh, our retreat our and we're going to it's it's all leading into our retreat okay so this is the bigger picture touch on that, yeah. so so here at slenderella we we want to offer education and health as the two main pillars that we that we aspire to kind of promote education and helping others right so uh, slenderella is going to always host events and help bring people together who will inspire and change the world but you also have to work on yourself to get to that point so the retreats that slenderella is going to be hosting here very soon the first one is in october of 2020 and it's going to be out at some land here outside of austin it'll have an international flair to it so this pop-up is more of an austin deal the retreat will be more of an international flair we have people who are international speakers and renowned speakers and business people coming in and it's going to be an intimate setting there's only 25 tickets I mean this this event that's that we're doing. That's why we're talking about it now, is because like you want to get it. It's going to sell out. Yeah. It's going to it's but it's going to be an all inclusive. Uh, was it four days? Actual retreat. An actual it's retreat. Five days. It's four and a half. Right. Four days of content. But, five days. But of everything's included. It's going to be a beautiful ranch home in the hill country. You're going to have IVs, massage, chiropractic. Possibly exosome. Uh, oh, we're going to have exosome treatments, stem cell treatments. You're going to have psychotherapy treatment, visual light treatment, There's gonna be different experiences. frequency treatment. There's going to be experiences. I want people to show up, walk away saying, I got better because I experienced that. Yeah. Baldo's going to teach cooking classes. We're going to have camping and survival skills. You Basically, anything you can use in the forest to climbing turn into buddy, a tent. Buddy you want me to teach people how to clean animals? Yeah. <laughs> that's well that's the thing cuz look say what Why you not? want you have to when it's survival mode <laughs> and you kill something you have to prep it you have to yeah. clean it right and yeah. one of the things that Allison has always been good about she's saying I know the source of my food cuz I got it 
I got this horse. I got it. <laughs> I, I, I found it. I took care of it. I cleaned it. I prepped it. And it was a proper place for it. You yeah. know? So, so learning how to do that, like, I don't know how to gut a fish. Like, I, I mean, I can catch a fish, but I don't know how to, like, you know, clean it and prep it. It's right. not fun, but yeah, I know it's, how to do it. Fish, <laughs> fish is real smelly, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but then again, to teach a man to fish, right? right. And so uh, how about build a fire? Right yeah. or tie a knot into a rope, mm-hmm. like how to well, pitch Justin's a tent. Justin's gonna teach people how to make shelter out of a tree. Who is Justin, Justin. my climbing partner? Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. So to me, like these are the experiences that you're gonna walk away with. That you're gonna say, "Wow, when's the next one? What else can I learn? What else are these guys gonna treat?" There's gonna you be know? morning meditation. It's definitely not gonna be meditation. just survival based. No, Let's it's be gonna clear. be meditation. Wellness. We're hitting all physical, mental, chemical, emotional. Like we're hitting all of that, all in an all-inclusive like mm-hmm. immersion of just health and wellness. We're going to talk business. We're going to talk wealth. We're going to talk health. And a lot of bliss will be passed away. A lot of bliss. <laughs> a lot of Slenderella boosts and Slenderitas will be flowing. And uh, if you just don't want to, if you want to partake, you can always sit in our therapy recovery section and just watch the beautiful Texas Hill Country Sun. I told you massage, massage, chiropractic, groundwork, meditation. We might have some ice baths workouts, out there. Probably, workouts, probably. Yeah. Workouts. Hopefully we'll have some, uh, some uh, acupuncture as well cool. i mean this it's limitless and like i said it's only 25 spots and it it's it's going to be gone by the time october rolls around so we'll be selling tickets for this event if you're interested and you can't attend the pop-up obviously hear us uh when we have the details coming up but you can find all our links you online. can also just email info at slenderellausa.com and, and just say hey love. i want to be a part of it and if you yeah. sign up early i think we do have some discounts that's and that's also like be involved as an attendee or as a practitioner or facilitator like yeah. we're, we're looking to fill out both we're, as a sponsor we're, the one thing that we're still looking for is like if you have an experience you'd like to offer and integrate into the retreat yeah we're more than open to that for sure yeah yeah, yeah. so we're we got a lot of stuff in store and it's funny because i mean you talk about growth i mean three years ago or whenever it was two and a half years ago when we had our first podcast and we were reflecting on where we were at that moment we were in a room about the size of 111 square feet it was a third of the size of the room we're sitting in right it was now. a triangle it was 111 square feet <laughs> in the shape of a triangle thing. yeah an oblong triangle right yeah. and so it was very odd but we packed it these two chairs took up most of the room yeah and we packed those chairs we made drinks we did ivs we shot podcasts we played house music we got a bigger space and then we're gonna need a bigger space because we've outgrown this space and i can say that now we've outgrown this space and we still got a year left to go and <laughs> and it's cool because we've been improving and i've seen y'all change like you're fasting now right and you've done yoga every day now for the past what four or five years every four years yeah you know you are a comedian now who's going to have your own tv show we're about to be in new york next week yeah we're at baldo and i going to new york for a show next week allison is it sold out yeah oh yeah Yeah. that's a small venue it's like 150 but sold out in new york city yeah right in the upper west side yeah exactly so (laughs) you look at the growth and what's been incredible about it is because slenderella has been the key in our glue Right, but we've all come together to say like Slenderella is more than just liver detox. It's a symbol for always trying to get better. Yeah, and and that's why I think so many people want to be a part of what we're doing because they know if you're taking Slenderella, if you're if you're coming to one of our events, you come here to one of the lunch and learns, you're getting better. You're improving on yourself, and so we want Slenderella to be the symbol for always improving. And if you can't make it, please watch some of the stream, watch some of the content, reach out. Um, come to the retreat if you have any suggestions like allison said hit us up on the email so yeah awesome well i think that was really good yeah thank you guys for listening and uh we hope to see you on saturday or hear from you for the retreat
Love your liver. Yeah, love your love liver. Your Thank liver. you guys.